As always, in the first Sunday of Lent, it is the story of the temptation, and it is featured in each of the, the three synoptic gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John is not considered a synoptic gospel, so he does not have the story of the temptation in his gospel. Jesus is, um, in, in John, above the crowd. He's different from everyone. So we focus on the three temptation stories in the other three gospels today, or throughout the lectionary years. The one in Luke is interesting because the devil, or Satan, as he's known, leaves Jesus and wants to find him at a more opportune time. And what would that possibly mean? We know that Jesus is God's son, that he, we think, is without blemish or without the ability to be tempted. We'll see it again later when Jesus is, well, Jesus is given up by his disciples. When he is betrayed by Judas, that is the devil we hear that the devil has gone inside of Judas. Please excuse me this morning. Um, so what does that mean? What does that mean for us? In the podcast Beyond Belief from the BBC, they had an episode about Satan. And it was interesting that each of the three religions, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity, all have an evil or satanic figure largely in their writings. In the Jewish tradition, we see Satan come out at the beginning in the book of Numbers when Balaam is walking along with his donkey and the donkey sees an angel with a fiery sword and doesn't want to go past it, of course. He's frightened and he keeps wanting to go to the wall and Balaam is angry with him for not following his path and keeps striking him on the back with a stick. The donkey turns to Balaam and begins to speak and says, why are you doing this to me? I am trying to protect you. And at that moment, Balaam understands that it is indeed a satanic person or angel. So the angel leaves. We don't really hear about any more creatures like that until we get to the book of Job, where the story goes that God and Satan make a pact with each other because God believes that Job is above reproach and will never forsake him. And Satan says, I don't know about that. You just wait and see. So we know the story of Job that he doesn't. Even though his friends and his wife, he loses everything, he never forsakes God. But it's the New Testament that we think about as Christians, and that is our focus, and that is really a lot of the focus in the New Testament, about being tested. Paul talks about it. We had that reading last, or on Ash Wednesday about being tested through beatings, through imprisonment, all of the things that would cause us to crack, 
But Paul says, no, by Christ Jesus, we are able to withstand it. So today's lesson kind of confronts that story, kind of has us thinking about who exactly is Satan. In the Islamic faith, he is seen as the whisperer. He's the little, as we laughingly call, the little devil on your shoulder. And the, one of the uh, commentators in the podcast said, you know, whenever you see a cartoon of, of Tom and Jerry and Jerry is evil, you see a little devil Jerry. And that's what we come to think of. It's not really anything bad with the evil Jerry. He's kind of cute. But we know that is anything but true. And Judaism or Islamism believes that the devil or Satan is a shapeshifter. Someone who whispers in your ear to do the wrong things when you know you ought to do different. That's something I think we all can understand and can in some ways identify with. Don't we know someone when we're trying to lose weight, say, oh, come on, you can have this piece of cake. It's not going to be that bad. Or you're out and you always hear, oh, just have one more drink. It'll be all right. Your wife won't get mad. She'll be okay when you come home. Not knowing that your wife is probably not going to be okay. And even if she isn't, what's your friend going to care? He's off in his own bed, snug as a bug. The other one is in that in the New Testament that God, that Satan is God's adversary. He's not really an evil person per se, but he is the one that blocks us from having a closer relationship with God. He is the one that keeps us from understanding and wanting to do what God has called us to do and be the people that God wants us to be. In Judaism, he is called Satan. He's not Satan, he's Ha-Satan, which means it's sort of a job title and that these people deserve more than Satan is giving them. Okay, I can put that down now. I have my notes done. So what does it mean to have an adversary in your own life? Who or what keeps you from having a closer relationship with God? Do you believe that there is a Satan, that there is an actual winged creature that flies around and puts bad thoughts in your head? Or is it, as we know, being human? and being fallible. It was interesting, the podcast also talked about a statue at the Ashmorean Library in Oxford, and it's a statue of Satan. And his wings are folding over him. It's on the cover of your bulletin. His wings are folded over, they're leathery like a bat's. And he's looking despondent because he is living in hell. And that's what the podcast discussed, that really Satan is a pathetic creature because he is 
far away from God. He is cut off from God. At one point, he and God, he was one of God's angels. And we talk about the fall of Satan or Saint Michael. And it's all about what is the hell that you live in? What is the hell that you will refuse to step out of? And Michael, and Scott Michael Peck's book, he writes about what does it mean to go to heaven? So the main character dies and they walk down a long hall and on each side of the hall are all of these doors. And he walks by a door and he hears a woman wailing. And he turns to the person who's escorting him down the hall and he said, what's going on? Why is she crying like this? And his guide turns to him and says, she's in hell. She can come out of it anytime she wants to, but she has not chosen that yet. I always thought that was the most profound story of what hell is. Hell is of our own making. Hell is what we choose to do. And at any moment in time, we can choose to walk out of hell. It isn't easy, I know. When you go to sleep at night, and you lay your head on the pillow, and you think about all of the things you've done all day long that miss the mark. Do you constantly revisit them, or do you let them go and say, tomorrow, I will do better. Tomorrow, I will see a different way to live. That's what the Jewish prayer says at the end of the day. Let the guilt be behind me, and the promise be in front of me. That is the, what the temptation is about. Jesus leaves Satan behind, and he never picks up with him again. Satan will try to come back. He'll try to find another weakness. But we know that Jesus will not go in that direction, that he will choose to go in another. He will choose to do what is difficult, and we know what it is that he will walk to the cross, he will drag that cross behind him. The 40 days of Lent are meant for us to see who we are and who God wants us to be. As I've often said, Lent can be a dirge or it can be a moment of profound joy. We have at any moment to step out and decide what it is we want it to be. Amen.